Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Not just a formality. He remembers the day well when his mother was in labor to give birth to his little sister. It was a hard labor and really didn't go well. He remembers the doctors telling his father that there were complications and that they would be lucky if the baby would live just a few hours or days or weeks. Well, the little girl did live more than just a few weeks, four years to be exact, but she was never physically well. She would never learn to walk. She would never be able to talk much and took much care from the family almost consistently. But still, she stole their hearts. Eventually, her little body succumbed to her many illnesses, and the little girl that they knew for only a short time of their lives had passed from this life into the glories of Jesus in heaven. He remembers well his mother and father when they had to take the little doll from her bed that she loved to have beside her and placed it on a shelf and he recalls that that was the first time he'd ever heard his father break down openly and cry. Years went on. The room was changed to a guest room. But the little doll remained. It remained on a shelf in the room. And as his mother and father would continue to live only by God's grace and through faith, he saw that there were times when they would walk in that room and they would look at that doll and still tears would begin to form in their eyes. As an adult, the now young man moved away for work. He found a church in a little community and one beautiful Sunday morning the old pastor was leading the church to partake in the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. And as the old country preacher prayed, he said, Lord, keep the memory of your death fresh to me, and may I never partake of the bread and the juice as just a formality. The young man thought of his little sister, he thought of his parents, and how every time they looked at that doll, which was a symbol of his little sister, it stirred their emotions as if her death happened only yesterday. Then he too looked at the bread, he too looked at the juice a symbol of the Lord's body and the Lord's blood and how that act of divine love brought him forgiveness and salvation. And then bowing his head in reverence, he whispered a prayer to God as he held the bread and the juice in his hand. I remember. I remember you today, Lord. And may these sacred symbols that you've placed in front of me never be a formality. Amen. Today we are about to partake of the Lord's Supper. May what we do in each part of this service today not be just a formality, but may it be sweet and pure worship. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Lord, today steal our hearts, our minds, our affections, all of our beings, Lord, from the problems or even the victories of the world. If you would arrest our attention 
and help us to focus totally upon you, Lord Jesus. May today not be a, just a religious practice or a denominational formality, but may it be a time where we who have been bought and purchased by the shedding of your blood and the giving of your body draw near to you and see you, Lord, by faith. May our worship today not only be edifying to the church, building us up, Lord Jesus, in our faith, in our walk with you, but may it also be glorifying to you in every way. We give praise to you today for your marvelous works of redemption. Bless these that have gathered today to do this very thing. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. And all of his children together said, Amen. Amen. Well, if you will, in your copy of God's Word, will you turn with me to First Chronicles? First Chronicles, and we'll be looking in chapter 16, and I will read verses 8 through 12. Verses 8 through 12 of First Chronicles chapter 16. And if you are physically able, I would ask if you would to stand with us in honor and reverence of reading God's holy word this morning. This is David's song of thanks. You see, the ark had just been brought back to Jerusalem. The ark was God's presence. It was more than a box to them. It was more than a beautiful box. But it was a powerful box because it was God's presence with him. It was also a foreshadowing of what we see in Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us also. Now the ark has been brought back to Jerusalem. It's been put in its tent and arrangements have been made for its care. And it says in verse 8, David breaks out in a song of thanks. The sweet singer of Israel says, O give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him, sing praises to Him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. And all of his children said, Amen. And we know that the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word, and it will not return unto him void. Thank you, and you may be seated. Verse 12 is what caught my attention as we prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper. Of course, the word remember. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. Remember. Remember the works that God has worked. And so today, as we draw near to the table of the Lord, that is what I ask you to do. I ask you to remember some very important things. First, I ask that you remember that God loved and created you to know Him and to rejoice in His glory. That's what you were created for. You might be a businessman or a businesswoman. Uh, you might work at the local plant, or you might work at Walmart. You might be a, 
a wonderful, hardworking housewife. You might be retired today, and you think my work in the public uh, area is done. But I want you to know, that's what you do. But who you are is a child of God if you've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you were loved before the foundations of the world. And you were created to know Him and to rejoice in His glory. That is why you're here today. To remember the Lord your God. To love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To know Him greater and greater as the years pass by. Remember, God loves you. And He created you for you to know Him in an intimate relationship that you might know your Creator. What a wonderful God we serve. He created Adam and then Eve. And He walked with them in the cool of the day. And then when temptation came, they wondered if God was holding out on them. And they sinned against God They missed the mark. There was disobedience. And they partook of the one forbidden fruit in the garden. As Satan deceived Eve and Adam sinned willfully. And the curse of sin from sin came upon them and death. And there was separation between God, the Creator, and mankind, His creation. See, the Bible is a book of seeing how God searches for His people. How He seeks us out to redeem us. It's a redemption story. It's a love letter. And I want you to remember that today. That God loves you. And that He's created you to know Him. I want you to remember how He proved His love to you. Many times people when difficult things happen in life, they wonder... Does God really love me? We can always look to the cross and be reminded that there, God proved His love to us by the giving of His only begotten Son to die on a cursed tree, a curse to mankind, and there Jesus Christ bore and became our sins. He became like us that we might become like Him. Would you remember today how He proved His love to you by giving His only Son, Jesus, to purchase your salvation, to restore you to a right relationship with God, your Creator? And He did that with His body. He willingly laid down His life. No one took it from Him, but He gave it for us. Would you remember today the blood The only shed blood that could purchase our redemption. The blood of the Holy One, the God-Man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, shed His blood that we might be forgiven from our sin. I ask that you remember how you received Jesus Christ one glorious day as your Savior. The Holy Spirit came upon you. It might have been in your bedroom. It might have been in the living room with your mother or your grandmother or your grandfather or an aunt or an uncle. 
It might have been somewhere else. Maybe it was work. The Holy Spirit works anywhere. He has no boundaries as we do. It might have been in a revival service on a Thursday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday morning church service, wherever it was. Would you remember the day that the Word of God was presented to you and the Holy Ghost illuminated your darkened soul and opened your eyes that you could see Jesus Christ is who He said He is. He is the only way to the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And you call upon this Jesus Christ to save you. And He was faithful to do that. And there you found your peace. Would you remember today how you were saved by the grace of God, not of your works, lest you should boast or become puffed up in your ways. But you were saved by grace and through faith. You believed that Jesus Christ is the Savior and what He did at the cross of Calvary and in His resurrection is able to save you to the uttermost once and for all. Would you remember these wondrous works today? Would you remember what you were saved from? That you were saved from sin. You were saved from the curse and the finality and the totality of death. You were saved from hell. A terrible, awful place created for Satan and his demons. You were rescued from hell. Rescued from the curse of death. And you were also rescued from God's wrath upon those in a place called hell. Oh, how we were saved from some awful, awful, terrible, devastating things. Would you remember that? Would you also remember what you were saved for? You were saved to live for the Jesus that gave His life for you. You were saved to live for the God that created you. You were saved to live for the Holy Spirit that led you to Jesus Christ. You were saved to live for Jesus Christ, to glorify Him in your body, and to present yourselves, your body, as a living sacrifice unto the Lord each and every day of your life. You were saved to live for Jesus and His coming kingdom, believing that all is not fulfilled yet, that Jesus Christ is coming again. And you live for and wait for that great kingdom to come and Christ's return. You were saved to be freed from sin. That doesn't mean that we don't sin still in this life. But there's a difference between weak moments and wicked walks. And you were saved not to walk wickedly according to your own carnal flesh. But you were saved to walk in a way that is worthy of the calling to which you've been called you were saved to glorify God in your body. You were saved not to be gripped and chained by the sin of this world. You were saved with power of the Holy Spirit and the cleansing work of the Word to overcome sin and temptation in your life. You were saved to give, to give to Jesus Christ His mission, His work, His ministry, His kingdom. You were saved to worship to worship Him in spirit and in truth, to glorify Him in all things. You were saved to know Him greater today than you did yesterday. You were saved 
to share His good news with others, to tell others, Jesus has saved my soul and He wants to save yours as well. Would you believe in my Savior? There's no other hope. There's no other greater peace that this world has to offer. This is what you were saved for. Would you remember that today? And would you remember that before we remember His sacrifice of His body and blood that we are told in the letter to Corinth from the Apostle Paul that we are to examine ourselves and be in a right relationship with Him? Would you remember that today? That this is not just a formality, but we've assembled in this place to worship Him and to remember to remember what God has done for us through Jesus Christ to remember what we've been saved from to remember what we've been saved for and beloved we're to remember to examine ourselves to approach this holy time this very sacred time very cautiously and in a worshipful reverent and beautiful way Beloved, is there sin in your life that needs to be confessed and repented of? I encourage you to do that before you partake if you're a child of God. Do you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and not be ashamed of Him no longer and make your commitment public? Would you come today? I also ask that you remember the grace and forgiveness that is available for you today you might be thinking pastor Allen I've done too much no you have not God's grace is greater than your sin and my sin and that grace is available to you today you might say I can't be forgiven for the terrible things that I've done beloved you can be forgiven it is available today you might think it's too late for me beloved no it's not It was not too late for that thief on the cross beside Jesus Christ to call out and ask, Lord, will you remember me today when you enter into your kingdom? And Jesus Christ told that dying thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Beloved, I want you to remember what's available to you right now. This time is a gift of grace in itself, and His grace is sufficient, and He is willing to save you, to cleanse you, to forgive you, to dust you off, and pick you up and put you on the pathway of righteousness and holiness. That grace, that forgiveness, that goodness of God, still the invitation, God's arms are open wide this morning, saying, come to me, all of you, who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Would you remember that it is available right now? All you need to do is whisper out a prayer, maybe to come to an old-fashioned altar and pray. It's available. Let's remember. Let's pray. Father, save us today. Cleanse us today. Prepare our hearts and our minds today. Restore a right relationship today. Refresh us today. Help us remember today. In Jesus' name, amen.